Hey, 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 yeah. Welcome to Catch These Vibes. My name is Charmonique, and you are listening to our annual year in review episode. Every year, most years, I think, um, I've done this. I like to just wrap up the year with an episode where I talk about some of my favorite things. So, some of the movies and TV shows that I can recall that I, I enjoyed and I watched and I would like to discuss. Some albums. Some talk about some of the things that's happened throughout this year that I would like to discuss. Whether that be personally or just something that I thought was uh, something controversial or something I would like to have my give my opinion on what have you we are going to get into it so moving forward I, I definitely need to start a list once as soon as top of the year as soon as I start watching um, new movies and shows from 2023 I need to make a list because trying to look back all the way to the beginning of 2022 and remember every single show that I've seen every single movie that I watch it's hard so but I did write a list and I think I've got a good a good amount of different things that I watched this year but I'm pretty sure I've I've forgotten some and someone has said on Twitter that they the streaming services they need to do like the the same the year wrap-ups like Spotify, Apple Music, they need to do the same thing. That would be really dope. Like, oh, you spent this many minutes watching this show. Uh, you watched this show the most, you know, break it down for you. That would be pretty dope. They should definitely implement that. I'm pretty sure they can. I don't know. But then, we, I don't know. Hmm. I guess it can, it can get a little complicated, I guess, if one of them more than one person is using a certain account then it's not really true to what you may have watched but then again you you do have you do have streaming services that have profiles so you could do it by profile and break it down that way it's just a thought i think that would be dope so streaming services look into it i know it's possible so yeah we're just gonna get into this end of the year episode 2022 really flew by and I'm just I mean every single year I find myself saying the same thing well this year flew by we are really about to be entering 2023 I sometimes listen back to episodes and I listen to some episodes that I did in 2020 um, and I was listening to how I was talking about the being on quarantine and and not knowing what was going to happen with COVID and everything. And then now here we are, um, you know, pretty much three years later. And my my how things have changed. It's it's been a whirlwind first that's for sure just to say the least it's been like you know life is pretty crazy you know but we're gonna get into all that okay we're gonna get into all of that i'm gonna talk y'all ear off a little bit this episode i ain't gonna even lie 
but it's it's good. It's a lot of good topics. So let's go ahead and get into them. So first things first, I, I did want to talk about this and address it because shout out to all my people who fuck with Grey's Anatomy. I am someone who loves that show so very much. And we just not too long ago found out that the lady that plays Meredith Grey, Ellen Pompeo, she will no longer be on the show. So this honestly did not come to as a surprise to me because it's been a lot. It's 19 seasons at this point. So it's like I can understand why she would, you know, decide to leave the show. It's, it's a lot of time that it's been invested. She's her... Dr. Weber and Dr. Bailey. Those are the last three, if I'm, if I'm not forgetting anyone, the last three from like the original cast, the cast from, from day one, from season one, they are the ones left standing. And now Ellen, she's going to be leaving. So it is bittersweet, but I... I'm not upset about it to be honest. I I I understand it. Um so they they made Meredith's character um make the, make a decision to leave to Boston. And Bo- in Boston um a few seasons ago, Jackson decided to move out there. And then then we find out that Jackson in April they got back together, so I'm very happy about about the writers putting that, you know, into the show, into the storyline, because it's only right that April and Jackson end up together. So, two thumbs up on that. And so Jackson, he he runs the the foundation out there, and he asks Meredith to come move out there, because I believe. Well, I think it was he wanted to get, hire her for maybe to help cure Alzheimer's, possibly, um, something like that. He offered her something that was very hard to refuse. And then on top of that, Zola, she's been having panic attacks. And it turns out she's just a super kid genius. And she needs to, you know, possibly just be in a different environment that you know, challenge her a little bit more. She's just, you know, more advanced than the people around her. So it's caused her to have these panic attacks and they decided to try to find better schools and situations for her to better be able to deal with her her day-to-day life. So they went to Boston to check out the school and turns out Zola really loved it. So Meredith being the mother that she is she's like all right well we're gonna move to Boston and then Jackson had already offered her the job there so it just like made it an even easier decision for her to make so that's what the storyline as far as Meredith how that is going I don't know I wonder what they're going to do because she's been dating the doctor I think his name is Dr. Marston if I'm not mistaken she was dating him they kind of been off for a couple months um so it's like okay is she not gonna lo- longer have him as a 
a love interest. Like, not sure what's going to happen with that. But I'm not, I actually, I like the the cast that's on there now. We have some new interns and I like the in, the new interns so far. No, they're not Alex. No, they're not George and, and Christina and Izzy. They're not them. They're not them, but they will they will have to do because this is who they have on the show now. So one of the new interns is Derek's and why am I being so I can I'm like forgetting people's names. What's her name? What's Derek's sister? Amy. Hold on. I'm going to have to look it up. Because I'm drawing a blank right now. Anyways, one of Derek's sister's sons is now going to the school. He is an intern. And so he's, which is an interesting, interesting um, addition to the, to the storyline. Katarina. Oh, that's her real name. Amelia. Yes, that's her name. Amelia. Could not think of her name for some reason. But yeah, so she's having, they're trying to, you know, maneuver him being there and them being related. He doesn't really want people to know. And so people start assuming that they're sleeping together and then they have to clear that up. So, I mean, the, it the it is pretty um, interesting where they're taking the show. I do feel like the best is behind us. I don't see them. I just don't see it being as good as, as, as the other seasons. Like I don't see it. This cast really carrying the show as well as the other, the past characters have, but I'm still, you know, I'm going to still tune in and, and watch the show until they decide to, until it gets unbearable to watch basically. Um, but it hasn't been unbearable to watch. It's it's been interesting, to say the least. But but yeah, so no more Meredith Grey. I'm very interested to see where they really, you know, continue to take the show and if they're gonna add more people because they're gonna need if they lose Meredith as a doctor at the hospital, then they're definitely gonna need to replace her. So it's just gonna be interesting where they continue to take the storyline and and how much longer they're going to actually go. So yeah, that's all I really wanted to talk about. I mean, all for all my Grey's Anatomy lovers, we definitely needed an update on what's been going on with the show. So I did want to make sure that I, I addressed that. All right, so enough about Grey's Anatomy. Let's go ahead and get into some of the other shows and or movies that I wanted to, you know, highlight. So I did write a list. I wrote as much as I could remember. And I'm not going to go through every single one just because of time. I don't want this to be too long of an episode. Um, so, yeah, but let's just get right on into it. So Firefly Lane, that season season two just came out I watched it in like one setting I love that show I love shows that do the whole going back and forth between um 
the future, not future, but the present time, the past time, and then um, even further in past in the past so like maybe like when they were kids and then so so with this show they they show when they were kids and then then when they were like in their maybe like 20s and then then they show when they got a little bit older and then also the present time so it does they they do a lot of time jumps in the show it could be like this it will show like a certain year what was going on and then they draw it all back together so they did a really good job doing that this season and I'm looking forward to seeing the next season because based off of just the way everything ended I'm like really dying to know what happens next so if you never watched Firefly Line I definitely recommend checking it out I think it's a really interesting show a good another show that I did enjoy I know it's like you know kind of sucks to say this but I actually did I I couldn't stop watching it it's you know I'm really heavily into true crime and documentaries so when we have series that actually like play out the different things that happened it does add kind of different elements to it I know people feel like it's not necessary it's not needed and they didn't want people to watch this but I watched it okay and what I'm talking about is Dahmer um shout out to the cast Evan Peters Niecy Nash everyone did um, an amazing job on this show um one of the episodes that was really like oh my gosh there was one one of his victims name was Tony and he was a, a a blind man blind black man that um Dahmer met at the club and it just that one right there like really hit for me and so I understand that people don't want this to have to be you know relived and which makes sense and I understand but at the same time it's like we are we are learning about these victims like we this show is an opportunity to shed light on these victims in their lives and and the certain things that happened when they came encounter encountered with um, Jeffrey Dahmer. So I do think that from that aspect, it's, you know, bearable to watch. You know, it is hard to watch, though, just because the way everything happened and then actually having to watch it play out. It's so sad and it's just such a. A horrible situation to be in especially the fact that it was happening to black men in the gay community and at this time I'm pretty sure they were the last people on on the police list or radar to want to you know look out for but um that was one of the shows from this year that I that I was really good it, it just was a good show it was well written all the actors did an amazing job and you know those certain things you can't really deny about a show when you watch it the next one on my list is wednesday so wednesday i watched that in one setting um i really really love everything about it i was not ready for it to end i was immediately ready for the next season so that says a lot about the show i, I think it was a really good show no the wolf the cgi for the wolf was it was kind of bad it could have been a lot better 
with this what it looks like was a nice budget for the show but you know other than that I don't really have much negative things to say about it I enjoyed it I think it was just a really Jenna Ortega she did an amazing job she's like one of them to watch like she's she does she's been doing great things so shout out to her um I watched the crown season five and I like the crown I at some points it can get boring because it's little things like talking about if they should get the ship fixed or not and what how much it's going to cost and just like these rich people that don't got really much to do and then they talk about certain stuff and it's just like is this even really worth the conversation but they go through different things and it's just like dragging things out and when it could have just been an easy conversation and it's just some of the stuff really is boring I'm not gonna even lie but a lot of it is also interesting I've enjoyed watching every season I well I don't know I kind of thought that they were going to address the Diana Ross I'm not Diana Ross Diana Princess Diana's death in the season but they didn't get to it so I don't know if if they will get to it I, I figured that they would but I don't know like how further how far they're going to take the show because they're at a point where they're in the 90s and Diana we we, we were able to see her in the, the the black revenge dress after her and um Charles got separated or got a divorce or whatever it was so they got into her starting to date other people she she started to date a doctor and um so yeah I don't know where this where they're going to take it but I will be tuned in so yeah the crown people stranger things season four came out this year I cannot believe that it came out this year because it seems like it was so far ago I'm gonna have to like since it's been so long I would definitely want to watch it again the show it's it's been good since the first season i i really really love stranger things i have one of the i have the theme song as my ringtone like it's currently my text tone like that's how much i love hearing that that theme song come on the show is just really good it's you really don't know what to expect or what's going to happen um in this next season we don't really know what's going to happen it's going to be very interesting to see where they take it especially if it's going to be the last season so Stranger Things was a highlight of my year for sure as far as you know things that I I watched Uh, let's see I have I wrote down a lot a lot on here I don't want to talk about every single thing but okay let's do this so untold so untold is like a netflix series this one was the girlfriend who didn't exist so this is based off a true story so a a girl catfished this this dude he was a a football player and pretty much ruined his life and it's just so sad like wow this really happened and i honestly this is my first time ever hearing about it i think it's a very interesting story um it's just like the the crazy things that happen that we we get to watch a documentary of years later however long later it's just crazy but yeah it was really 
interesting like I was my eyes were glued to to the screen when I was watching that because it's really just a, a, a catfish story gone far too long and way too wrong and it actually ruined people's lives so yeah I think that's definitely worth the watch if you've never seen it I enjoyed um, I Am Vanessa Gillian. It's a documentary about Vanessa. She was in the army and she was murdered. She first was came up missing and the ar- army people, they weren't really helpful to her family at all. They kind of wanted to sweep the situation over the, her disappearance under the rug, but her family had to fight. So I definitely watched this and um, wanted to just, you know, look into her story and and I, I, but that wasn't this wasn't my first time hearing about her I think I watched something it was a special on Hulu that I had watched maybe 2020 did a special on her and so I had already um, heard about the details and like what happened and, and the person who you know ultimately did it and it's it sucks it's unfortunate that he didn't you know get to see his day in justice because I believe he killed himself so when they take that easy way out you know the family doesn't really get justice but um I'm glad that they you know actually found her body and her family were able to find out exactly what happened to her because like having that having that like unknown like uncertainty about a loved one going on I'm pretty sure is like one of the worst feelings ever so just want to you know show love to her family and and to her story if you haven't watched it please check it out and rest in peace to Vanessa Abbott Elementary season two came out this year I've been watching it I've enjoyed it I've this slow burn of Janine and Gregory and I I thought I could have sworn Gregory and Amber were broken up but now I guess they're still talking and still together so we gonna see like if Janine and Gregory ever get together they're probably not they're probably going to play with us for a season after season and only for them not to end up being a couple you know so you know how these shows do but I love it I think it's a really wholesome fun show it's funny Janine be getting on my nerves sometimes I'm not gonna lie one episode she was getting on my nerves like I wanted to punch her like that's how much she was working my nerves because I was it Bar I think she was doing something to Barbara. She was just being so like I don't know if passive aggressive is the word, but she was just being super pushy and acting like, oh, well I, I have your best interest at heart. So I'm just gonna keep doing something even though you told me not to do it. I oh you don't mean that. I'm just gonna keep doing it and pushing and pushing and pushing. Like it was just so annoying. So but I, I also I also love Janine as a character. But that particular episode had me just like, please stop, like, Janine. I would like, if I was in the show, I I would want to punch you right now. Like, <laughs> but other than that, um, I love the show. I've been really enjoying it. So shout out to that. They just went on their fall break. So the season is not over just yet, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. Ooh, Handmaid's Tale. Handmaid's Tale season five. 
this season was so good i understand like the the concept of the show is not like ideal for people and and people feel like it's too you don't want to imagine anything like this like really happening in real life and the fact that there are men who are trying to take away women's rights who've been working hard to take away women's rights is just like you know we kind of already have our own version of this unfortunately sadly very scary to even think about and consider but the show is good it's a really good show and this last season man it had me really on the edge of my seat I didn't know I didn't predict any of it like the way that the season end had me just like what you know how you just have that moment in a show where it's like something happens and you just are like shocked Handmaid's Tale did that for me like the last episode or two no actually the last the whole season the whole season was just so good like I might even just run it back because it was really that good like that's a good show it's good tv everybody does great in it Elizabeth Moss I believe that's her name she's been killing it and I just I love that show I really love it that's one of my favorite shows Uh, I've watched every season and I can't wait for the next one so check it out if you haven't before I checked out this documentary on I believe it was Hulu it was called Keep This Between Us and it's about a student who experienced a relationship with her teacher she basically was groomed and then she made this documentary about it and found out that that same teacher did this to you know other people and it's pretty trippy and crazy but I I enjoyed the the actual documentary and the story it's also you know just educational if you have any children or you know um I was gonna say daughters but sons or daughters really but if you have any children you know these are the type of situations that you know possibly can happen and it's scary to think about but it's a possibility and so all these things these documentaries that get made it does it definitely does bring to light the different things that people be doing out there that we may not been really exposed to in our personal life but somebody has you know and that's I guess what documentaries are for to bring awareness to tell a story and I enjoy you know learning about these stories euphoria season two was that this year man i gotta check i gotta fact check that so many things be happening i be forgetting it'd be hard to keep up like a show i don't know man because i be thinking something came out this year but i wrote it down i don't know I i feel like it wasn't this year though that's crazy well, Euphoria, I'm just saying, the last season was good. Obviously, I'm waiting for the next season. And then I got a couple more that I want to touch on, and then we we can uh, move on. So, I did watch the Casey Anthony, Where the Truth Lies um, documentary series, whatever you want to call it. And it was interesting to learn more about Casey 
obviously we want to know like what has she been doing with her life for all these years like how is she living how has she been dealing with the aftermath of her daughter you know long no longer being on this earth with her like how she's been adjusted to that how she been dealing with it and all that stuff and so I watched it and I don't I don't know I don't really know how I feel about it because what the story that she said it just didn't make any sense it didn't really change anything like she tried to blame put the blame on her dad and that her dad did something to to her daughter but it's just like if this is a man that has been abusing you since you were a teen preteen because she said that this is her story she said that she went to sleep and her daughter was sleeping in bed with her she woke up and her daughter wasn't there no she woke up to her dad coming in her room asking her where's her where is her daughter like where's Haley and she's just like I don't I don't know and so she says that she gets up and then all of a sudden her dad has her the you know her daughter's body in his arms and she's wet and so I I can't remember she said that she grabbed him from her for a period of time and then he took her away from her so it's just like okay so he took her body which looked appeared to be unconscious or something took her body away from you and then what happened like what happened because for a whole month after that you was just living life is you know it just doesn't make sense like I don't know and she just you know wanted to show that she's you know lied about so many things because that's what she was taught to do but still doesn't really make any sense why you you know carried on the way you did like it just didn't it didn't make me feel like she was innocent at all like I don't know like I I watching it I felt bad for her but at the same time I'm just like it still doesn't add up girl it just doesn't but yeah if you are at all interested in that case Casey Anthony um it's on Peacock check it out another thing that I watched I this is like one more after this and then I'll be done with this this part of the episode so a friend of the family I watched this series on Peacock called A Friend of the Family. Now, this is based off of a true story. Netflix had already released a limited series, like an actual documentary of it. And it had everybody talking. But they took it a step further and made it into a series. So this situ- so this uh, uh the series just made this, this the whole story just even more like I just felt it even more because actually watching the series and seeing how this man manipulated the fuck out of this family it was very infuriating because this man 
Robert Berstold had all these people wrapped around his finger. And it was just like, why does this man have this have this hold on all these people like why he wasn't even that handsome like he wasn't even that good looking so it's just like what was it about him that had these people like bowing down at his feet like he really had these this family convinced you know and it's crazy because her parents definitely didn't take care of her the way that they should have but I feel like they tried and because Robert Burst told like they really did a number on the girl um her name was Jan he really did a number on her and manipulated her to really think that she was supposed to be his companion and that went on for years and it's just so crazy how this man put came up with this whole plan only to be able to end up getting trying to get her pregnant and stuff and it's just like the lengths that this man went to like he is a sick individual sick individual and he took what he did to his death he never came clean about it he never felt sorry about it he just carried on with his life knowing that he did this to this girl and was you know probably did it to almost did it to other little girls it's just a really infuriating story but it's a really great series um I enjoy watching it I was hooked I was like tuned and hooked on it onto it watching every single episode so that's another series that I enjoyed this year and the last one that I want to bring up I did watch where the craw dog the craw dogs craw dad sing so this is a movie based off of a, a novel and I was kind of I've heard about it heard about how good of a book that it was and you know how um, people read it growing up and so the fact that they made it into a movie was a pretty big deal and so I just you know took my time to actually watch it but I I I watched it and I actually liked it a lot it's a really really great movie um I like the story it kind of had me um I don't know I'm somebody who kind of wants stuff to make sense so I just was like it had me tripped up a little bit because I'm like okay so at the end of the movie spoiler alert but at the end of the movie her husband finds the seashell that was on old boy's necklace so does that mean that she did kill him is that what that means i really was almost convinced that her that um tate was the one that killed andrew or no yeah trace andrews but then I was like, maybe it was an accident and nobody killed him. But at the way that the movie ended, it was like, maybe she did, you know, in self-defense or to protect herself. Hmm. If you've seen it, uh, that would make sense to you. If you haven't seen it, that probably doesn't make sense to you. But to make it make sense, I do suggest you check out the movie because it's a really great movie. But yeah, that ends my 
my conversation on things that I have watched and enjoyed this year and those are some of my recommendations so as far as music goes I only have these three albums written down I've I've listened to I don't, to be honest with you I have I don't think I've really listened to that much music this year like I'm I've been in this this mode or mood where I just like to listen to the same stuff. I don't know, but just to break it down for y'all, let's just go through some of the music that I was listening to. Obviously, a lot of Nicki Minaj. I fuck with Flo Millie. I really like her. I'm rooting for her. So her project, You Still Here, Ho, I liked it a lot. So I've been, you know, listening to that. Drake, he released Her Loss. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. One of my favorite albums this year. I'm I've been playing it since it came out. It hasn't even been out. It's only it was released in November. So it hasn't even been that long. But it's safe to say that it's 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 really good. Uh some of my standout songs off of it is Back Outside Boys, Privileged Rappers, Spin About Spin About You, Hours in Silence, Treacherous Twins. Uh, jumbotron shit popping like every song is really I could listen to every single one of them and so it has a lot of replay value so I'm pretty much talking about albums that have had a lot of replay value for me if the album came out and it didn't have replay value for me then I probably only would listen to like a song or two and I would probably say that about Kendrick Lamar's album uh, there's not really many songs that I go back to from that album. Um, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Not to say that it wasn't a good album, but just for me, um, the only real songs that I went back to was Rich Spirit, Silent Hill, and Die Hard. But that's really it. So Renaissance was my one of my favorites this year. It's really up there for like favorite Beyonce albums period I haven't really decided though yet if it's if I prefer more than Lemonade because Lemonade is is that girl like really really that girl some of my favorite songs off of Renaissance is Cuff It Plastic Off the Sofa Move Heated All Up In Your Mind and America Has a Problem Every song, though, is really good. This this album definitely has replay value for me. I've li- I listened to it since it was released. Like, it really had me hooked for a good period of time. Now I just go to certain songs that I feel like I'm listening to. We haven't got any visuals. And some people are, like, kind of frustrated about that because this was released in July and we have yet to receive any visuals from this album. And... You know, Beyonce is at a point in her career where she could do whatever she wants. She could release things when she wants. She doesn't really give a give a fuck. So who knows when we're actually going to get visuals from this album or if if we are going to get them at all. It did appear that they were done the way that she was promoting some of this stuff that I'm pretty sure she got some visuals that she could release if she wanted to. Maybe she's waiting for a certain time 
um maybe I, I don't know I really don't know what Beyonce has up her sleeve so we'll just see I guess in 2023 and then I also did want to shout out the Queen Queen Radio Volume 1 which is Nicki Minaj's compilation album which did you know really great for a compilation album it has a lot of her hits with addition two different new songs super freaky girl and little miss remix but we have roman's revenge did it on them bees in the trap chun lee high school moment for life truffle butter itty bitty piggy barbie dreams anaconda super bass starships pound alarm your love just song after song hit after hit so i thought that this was a really strong project and a smart idea because it's just basically like a playlist. It's the playlist of some of her top songs, some of the songs that people love a lot, all on one project. It, she also threw Seeing Green and Hard White on there and Looking Ass. So I thought that this was a great idea for her to you know, put out for the people. And then last but not least, SZA released S.O.S. So this is her first number one album. And it's crazy that her control debuted and I was it number three? Hold on. Was it three? I think it, I know it only sold sixty thousand. And this one, this SOS one, over three hundred thousand. It but only like seven thousand in pure sales, I think. But having high pure sales is like not something that everyone is doing. So it doesn't really take anything away from SZA. But because I just saw that Summer Walker only sold like 12,000 in pure sales. But I, I don't think people are really looking at pure sales. It's just really about the, the bigger numbers. So like the streams and things like that. Digital downloads, I guess. I don't know. But she sold a lot, and her her album is number one currently. Number one album in the world. And so I think she definitely lived up to the hype. I, I understand how much pressure, like, it had to have been so much pressure to be able to, or to, to make sure that she put something out better than Control, because Control was a strong project. It's never left the, the Billboard charts. Like, it's been trending consecutively for I believe 288 weeks at this point. So she she knows what she's doing. Like she is very, very talented. Her pen is crazy. And, you know, I really love this album. I really do. Some of the songs for me that are my favorite are Blind, Used, Low, Seek and Destroy. Uh, Love Language, News, Gone Girl, Smoking on My X-Pack, Ghost in the Machine, um, Conceited, Shirt is Cool, um, I Hate You was Cool, Good Days, I Love Good Days. So yeah, I'm just ready for her to put out some visuals. I saw that she was working with some dancers on choreography for the song Low, so I think that will be a very dope video, and I'm looking forward to watching it. So I think that her this album is just really great it's an amazing album and 
hopefully she gets the, the recognition that she deserves for it because they didn't the grammy the academies didn't recognize her for her, her other album and i definitely feel like this one should you know get some some recognition um it's been performing really well it's been well perceived by the people people love it people have been talking about it people have been quoting her lyrics and and debating on what kind of album it is and it's just been, you know, the talk of the town since it's been released. So kudos to SZA. I think she did an amazing job, you know, for someone who, you know, struggles with social anxiety. I know how de debilitating that could be, especially when you're an artist and you have to put your art out there for the world to have an opinion on and critique and all that. It could be really, really terrifying. And so thank you, SZA, for, you know, creating this beautiful music and putting it out for us to be able to consume so major success she did exactly what she needed to do and you know sometimes it really is worth the wait and not really rushing the process but trusting the process and trusting you know the divine timing of everything so yeah Shout out to SZA, man. She did an amazing job on this album. I love it. It's only been 10 days since it's been out. It was released on December 9th of this year. So it's still fresh, but I mean, I, I love it. I love it. No complaints. This the Like I said, her pen is crazy. I, I, you know, trying to like decipher these lyrics and she's saying a lot a lot of different things, a lot of things, a lot of things that people could relate to, a lot of things that may be triggering for people because she's obviously learned how to like bear her soul and she's really good at it, bearing her soul and her, her feelings in her lyrics. And that's what people really love and fuck with in that when people could relate to your music you know, it makes a whole lot of difference. I think it's it, it elevates the whole music listening experience because you're listening to a song and you can't stop listening to it because it it describes how you are currently feeling. And that's how people connect to music. So people are really able to connect with SZA's music and she's she's got one right here. She's she's got one of them albums. And she's two for two at this point. So, shouts out to SZA. Like, she did exactly what she needed to do with this one. So, in the last end of the year episode, I talked about this Meg and Tori situation. And I spoke on it a couple of times. I've had to like try to like not tweet so much about it but it's just it's just a crazy situation and crazy don't even really you know describe the type of situation that it is but it's something that you know has been going on for the past two years and we're finally witnessing the trial play out and prior to the trial, 
I felt the way that I felt because shout out to Malago Grams, but she was able to get the transcripts. So she went through the transcripts and I felt like the transcripts should have been enough to have people like, wait, what? What happened? But, you know, we've gotten to this point where it's like, it seems like there are certain people, certain celebrities that people are like, oh no, they can't do no wrong. You know, they going for going, people going to bat for these people. And I feel like Megan has become that person. Nobody can say anything negative about Megan. Nobody can question Megan because she's, you know, the victim. But it's like that's her identity now. She's a victim and can't no one say anything mean to her. No one can can call her out on her shit. So when you have people saying, dang, she lied about this and this and that, and she's not credible. People's response to that is, oh, you hate black women. How dare you? She's been going through so much. She lost her mom and the, 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 the. But it's just like, people lose their moms like people go through shit every single day it doesn't give you a right to be a shitty person it, you don't get a pass I mean no you shouldn't be able to get a pass especially when your actions are affecting somebody's freedom you shouldn't be able to get a pass for, for some shit like some fucked up shit like that like no and I just feel like nobody is able to say anything about her because the thing that this whole situation, this whole case has done is like made made this whole black woman against black man thing even worse. The men, they see themselves in Tory they see the shit that's been going on and they like they want to support him because he's a black man who's being accused of something that he seemingly may be innocent of and then you have black women like me who see this as a black man being accused of something that he may be innocent of and I don't know what what happened, but people, there's a lot of people who don't like Tory Lanez for whatever reason. I don't even really feel, I feel like, you know, the baby is worse than Tory Lanez. Like, I don't feel like I've heard too many things about Tory for me to be like, oh, dang, he always in, into some shit or, oh, he's a, he's a terrible person. Like, I did, I never had that feeling or got that from Tory before this whole situation even happened so it's just like i don't know what caused for all of the tory lane's hate but there definitely is 
a group of people, a lot of people who don't who don't like Tory Lanez. And this situation has magnified that. So they don't want to entertain the idea of him being innocent. They don't, no matter how many crazy things develop with this case, like it's just, it's ridiculous how some so many people don't see it. Or so many people are choosing not to see it because they love Megan so much. And it's unfortunate because now it's like if someone doesn't have share the same opinion uh, that you share, then it's like, oh, you you hate black women. You like, how dare you say anything other than what she said? If she said she if she said he shot her, then that's what happened. And, you know, maybe I would have been more inclined to feel that way if she never made too many statements. Because based off of everything that she has said has turned out to be a lie. Everything. She said she, she didn't want to admit that she was intimate with Tori. She tried to downplay the whole situation. She tried to make it seem like they were just good friends. They got close and confided in one another but no it wasn't intimate and I I would would never do anything like that you know try to act like you know she would have never fuck with Tori in that way then we find out that she was fucking with Tori like that according to EJ who testified today uh December 19th because by the time y'all hear this it will be a different day but he testified and he said that he dropped Meg off to Tori multiple times. He said that he probably seen Tori about 10 times during quarantine. They was going on vacations together. They was like really, you know, doing their thing. Now, maybe they wasn't exclusive, but I mean, who knows at this point? Because according to Megan, this is they didn't have no type of relationship like that and once something like that comes out you have to wonder like okay why didn't she just say that like I feel like it would have been more compelling if you were like yeah if she was like if she was honest about it it was like yeah we got really close and then we became intimate and I really thought I almost fell in love with him or something you know what I'm saying because maybe not in love I'm not gonna say all that but you know when you start fucking with somebody you like really fuck with them they like your favorite person to fuck with like you don't want to do anything with anybody but them you like are in like at that point you know and if you continue on with that then that's gonna turn into love I mean call it what it is so EJ testified to that that he her bodyguards they trusted her with Tori. They trusted him with Tori. Didn't think nothing would happen. Didn't think twice about leaving her with him. Like this stuff. You know, and the thing that is irritating is people like, it doesn't matter. It's not about, she's not on trial. It doesn't matter what she does with her body. And it's like, yo we're not trying to make it about that but this definitely does paint a different picture than the one that she was trying to give us 
Like that's the part that people, a lot of people are refusing to see. Refusing to see all the thing, all the information that she withheld. Why did she withheld this information? Because she didn't want this narrative to be painted of her. And it's like, I understand, like, no, fuck that. I don't understand. Because if she would have been truthful, it's just like, I'm trying to find my words because there's just so many layers to this situation. Because her, all right, I've never wanted to like be like, oh, she's a liar. But how many times has somebody got to be caught up in a lie before they are considered a liar? How many times do you have to find out that somebody was untruthful about a situation multiple times before you're like, oh, okay, you be lying? Like, we got to call it for what we see it as. And and it's obvious that this girl did not want people to know that her and Tori were really fucking with each other for around probably about two to three months straight taking trips and everything it's just like dang okay so you was if if we if we left it up to you it would be oh he just yeah we got close or whatever but no like sexual no nah never that like you she really tried to play on this dude like she wasn't getting digged down by him like like wow like those those little certain things that she lied about I don't see how people are just like looking past it it's like one thing after another comes out that she lied about or wasn't true for about her that she omitted and people are just looking past it like it doesn't matter EJ also said that he did have like a bad impression of Tori before he met him, but after he met him, he was like he was actually cool. So that that speaks to you know Tori's character and it speaks to the type the nature of their actual relationship. Like people, this is the shit that really comes out in cases. When when people go to trial, when we find out that somebody lied about something, it eventually comes out and it does change things. But people, I don't know what people thought this, how this trial was going to go. That this is, I think people just really thought it was about to be um, a home run. The prosecutor was going to be like having all types of reliable witnesses and they thought that this, this was just going to be a piece of cake a walk in the park oh yeah he guilty he going to jail I can't name how many times I've seen somebody tweet out that he needs to be in jail he needs to be under the jail cell and it's just like how can y'all say that with all this goddamn confidence saying it with your chest because Megan told y'all because this is what Megan said so we just supposed to believe her we're not supposed to question anything after there's been so many inconsistencies like that's not even logical and this is that's not how shit ever 
worked. So why do we have to play this situation like that? Why why am I expected to just believe her because I'm a black woman and she's a black woman and I'm supposed to protect black women? Well, what about protecting black men? Like that just flew right out the fuck the window because of this situation, because of who it involved. And I just feel like that's fucked up. And you know, when she got on a stand and and, and said something like how how did he he his career continue to prosper and basically trying to make it seem like she has her career hasn't you know changed much since the situation it's just like girl like what you have been everywhere you done got you've been been on magazine cover after magazine cover wasn't you the on sports illustrated like the what second black woman after tyra banks or some crazy shit like that like you've been killing it so to act get on that stand and act as if your career has like been tarnished because of this situation up until this point it's just like kind of delusional because he's the one that's been having to be taken off of songs because of something that you came out and said with no proof of it he's had to probably miss deals and in different partnerships because of the situation nobody really wanted to work with him or be tied to him because of the situation and so you know you she's the one that made it a big deal because the baby was uh, you know about to release a music video with Tori she made it a whole thing so it's just like you didn't want nobody to fuck with this man you wanted him to be completely canceled and for everyone to hate him and to never find out what really happened that night that's what she wanted she didn't want this ugly picture to be painted of her but it's like it's not being painted it's the truth people are getting to see you for who you really are and it's like but we can't say that we can't even talk about this we can't speak on this because poor Megan like what how does that do her any good as a person as a human being how does she grow how does she get better how does she get the help that she needs because this girl definitely gonna need some help or definitely needs some help creating this whole situation or letting the situation play out the way that it's been playing out and then try to act like she wasn't feeling him oh and you know people talking about jealous of Tori why would I I mean jealous of Kylie why would why would Megan be jealous of Kylie well she was she was jealous of her because she Kylie was flirting with her man I mean, please, as a woman, put yourself in Megan's shoes. Put yourself in this situation. Somebody that you've been fucking with on the low that nobody really knows too much about. You fuck with them a lot. You fuck with them heavy. Like, y'all been having an amazing time. You invite them over to your, your, you know, I won't say friend because her and Kylie wasn't friends. They just met on the WAP set, the WAP video. So you invite your little main thing over to a to a gathering because it wasn't a party 
according to Kelsey. And he starts flirting with somebody else in front of you. You're going to be tight. You're going to be irritated. You're going to be feeling some type of way, especially if you liquored up. You're going to be feeling some type of way. So this whole thing, people would be trying to make it seem like, like, oh, why would she be jealous of Kylie? Like, like, don't even try to play on Kylie. Like, she don't look good. Like, let's not play. Make it look good, too. But I'm just saying, like, I don't. They can definitely be each other's competition. Like, let's not act like either one of them look better than the other. I mean, come on. Don't be trying to play like Kylie don't be looking good. And I'm pretty sure she was looking nice in that pool. And she was flirting with Tori. He, he was flirting back. So, of course, that had Megan irritated. And EJ was able to speak to her demeanor that she he described her as being fun and then turning in irritated. She went from being fun and then to irritated. Now, why was that? Is it because when Tori got there, he he wasn't giving you all the attention that you wanted or you wasn't getting all of the attention? Kylie was getting some too, so... You know, like, I don't know why people acting like this situation is so unrealistic. And no, that would never happen to the hot girl. Like, no, like, like, can y'all stop? Can y'all take her off this pedestal for a minute? Because y'all got this girl up here like she is untouchable. Like you, you just cannot say anything bad about her. Only give her compliments. And it's just like, no, this that's not how this shit works that's not how life works when you're in the wrong you're in the wrong and you have to be held accountable and this ain't no little situation this is a major situation they're trying everything in that court to prosecute Tory for this incident they're trying everything they're trying to add charge after charge because they they see that their case it's ne- never been strong. It's never been strong. These people, these certain blogs and these certain journalists like to lead people on to believe that the case is going good for the prosecution, but it hasn't been going good for the prosecution. It hasn't been. Their main witness, Kelsey, didn't say anything that they wanted her to say. They, she contradicted everything. Everything that Megan said, so that didn't work so now they want to rely on this Justin dude Justin was Megan's bodyguard and he's missing he's MIA and so they want to try to blame it on on Tori talking about some there is clear that there's some witness tampering going on no that man just don't want to get on his stand like why y'all taking all these people through this when y'all know what really happened it's clear what really happened. I don't think that... Oh, and EJ also said that Megan didn't have no shoes on. She didn't have no shoes on. There's just way too many holes in this case. There's... they There's like 
way too much reasonable doubt here like especially with when you throw Kelsey in there and Kelsey not wanting to incriminate herself asking for immunity it's just like what are you trying to protect yourself from there's way too much doubt so we're going to be hearing or the next couple of witnesses Sean Kelly who is the man that saw the situation happened from his balcony he gonna be testifying the detective Stogner is gonna be testifying and they're I guess they trying to wait out and see if Justin will appear and be able to testify they think that supposedly Tori confessed to Justin it's just like why would he even confess to Justin out of all people like that makes no sense whatsoever but that's the story that they've been going along with and that's why they feel like we gotta get Justin that man probably never even said that so it's this whole case has been a mess and it's so unfortunate that it hasn't been on televised for people to see it because I, I based off of how Lago Grams has described it and other people that's been in the courtroom if people that were able to see this case at home like like they were able to see you know the Amber Heard case Johnny Depp people's tunes probably would be switching up like a lot sooner um but there's a lot of people holding on strong they they you know I support you Meg I stand with you and it's like y'all can support her y'all because she's gonna need the support after this like she needs the support but y'all trying trying your hardest, your darnest not to hold this girl accountable for anything, all anything that she did wrong in this case. And it's like, no, she's not on trial. Yes, she was hurt. You know, how was she hurt? It's not even clear. Not even clear. So how can y'all be say so confidently with y'all chest that this man should go to jail when this case has been going like this when the evidence is so weak when the two witnesses Kelsey and Megan not even on the same page not even recounting the stories the same like how is that even how why do you expect anybody to confidently say oh yeah he did it based off of the information that we've been given based off of the different stories and series of events there's no way you can just say that that man did that no way but because people have already made up their mind they don't like him they want you know Meg to be in the right they don't want to be wrong about Megan it's the last thing these people want no we can't we can no longer root for her when she posts her twerk videos no we can't lust after her no we can't root for her anymore and it's like y'all can root for her but hold the girl accountable like stop with all the excuses stop with trying to deflect from this mess deflect that she has been untruthful and trying to like make the situation about us trying to just count how many bodies she got I mean you gotta admit it's it's been a you know but you know I don't that's the last thing I want to do like girl it's your coochie you could do what you want but it's just like just like we don't want 
men to lie about who they slept with she shouldn't be lying either like girl own it like why you just didn't own it that you and Tori sucking around like that's like out of everything like why lie about that and people want people want to be like oh if I was me I would lie about that too and it's just like okay that don't make the situation any less it don't make the situation any less like apparent that she's not being truthful about stuff so any logical person would have to wonder okay what else hasn't she been truthful about So there has been a lot of things, more things than I would like to admit that has made a lot of people question Meg's character. And it's just like, no wonder she omitted so many different things. I wonder she didn't get into detail about things. This whole, I didn't hit, I didn't put my hands on anybody. They, like her just trying to act like she was just an innocent bystander to everything. Like, that she wasn't the one really arguing and and it's just like you based off her testimony you could really tell there's just a lot of things that she did not want out there and I understand no she's not on trial but it does these things is important to speak to the type of person that Meg is speak to her character because when you speak to someone's character you are able to see like how far someone is willing to go you know the lengths that someone is willing to go you know if they lie about certain things if they you know acted a certain way that night like how was her demeanor how was her attitude because Meg or nor Kelsey want to admit that they fought but they're the witness is going to there's actually a witness who who spoke on that already that they did so there's just so many different things that Meg doesn't want to talk about nor Kelsey and I honestly don't feel that if anyone was the one if anyone intentionally pointed the gun to shoot or harm Meg it was not Tori like that's that's how I feel uh nothing that the prosecution has presented has made me feel any different about that or question that at all it seems like it's a situation about two friends or who two women who thought they were friends getting into it and actually getting in a physical fight somebody grabbed the gun and shots were fired. The gun was shot. And I think Tori, he was just the one trying to fix the situation, trying to help out whomever and get them out, get out the street. They in this white neighborhood acting like they ain't got no sense. So anyone would be trying to alleviate that situation and get people in the car by any means. 
So I feel like that was the role that he played in it. He also instigated the fight, obviously, by letting Meg know that he had been sleeping with Kelsey. But a lot we don't even and the thing the thing that we all we need we need to know what happened when Meg went back to Kylie's house. So one another thing that she wasn't truthful about is the fact that she left the house once. She said she didn't recall going back, but multiple people have already testified to them leaving and then coming going back because Meg wanted to go back. She said she forgot her slipper, so she wanted to go back to Kylie's house. Mind you, Kylie and Tori are still at Kylie's house chilling and doing, you know, who knows what they was doing when May got back. But once she got back, she ain't, you know, nobody knows if she really even got a slipper, if that was even the real reason she went back. And so, obviously she went back because Tori was there with Kylie like I mean just come on now she was fucking with Tori heavy and she tried she had to kind of I guess play it off like it wasn't bothering her he's there still with Kylie of course you're gonna be bothered about that like I would be bothered about that like I would not want the nigga I'm fucking with at the time be at Kylie's house and then especially if I just witnessed them flirting and then I'm just supposed to comfortably leave them two by themselves? No. No. That's not happening. It's just not. Especially there's liquor involved. And and also, EJ, he said that once, once Megan gets past tipsy or faded, she turns into a different person. They didn't really elaborate on what that really meant or... In, in, in what ways but that's something he said you know this was her stylist he was with her a lot at that point in her life and then they shortly after the situation they was no longer working with each other so it's just like dang she just really fell out with everybody that was involved in the situation like nobody still fucking with her it's just like why but none of that matters I mean None of that matters to people. Nobody wants to question these things. People just want to get back, get to the bottom of who shot her, which is important. But who they are, who they have on trial for for shooting her, they haven't proven he done it. There's just way too much doubt. So, um, yeah, I don't think he did it. I really don't think he did it, and I don't feel that because I don't think he did it means that I hate black women. I wish people would stop saying that. People can have different opinions and see things differently. A lot of people have made up their mind that Megan is an angel and she would never do anything bad. And why would she ever lie about something like this? People have made up their mind that that's what they want to believe. That's how they feel. But I don't think it's fair to call somebody a woman hater, a black woman hater at that, because they don't agree with that. It's just, that's that's dumb. That's dumb to me. And that's not even the way this this should be, you know, this should work. It's just not. Like, how do y'all, what is the correlation? Like, what, because she's a black person, she's just, she's a black woman. And, and is the face of all black women. And if you don't support her, then 
you don't like any black women like that doesn't it doesn't make any sense but that's what people want to run with and you know it is what it is at this point I done got you know people done said certain things to me because of my opinion on this situation but I just feel like I'm not about to say a man gotta spend a, a good chunk of his life in prison when it don't even seem like he did like it don't seem like it at all and I don't feel like he did it at all like at all so people could feel how they want to feel about it but I think it's important that people talk about it because if we just go with the narrative that people have been pushing oh he's a terrible person he needs to be under the jail he's guilty nobody should even mess with him or listen to his music it's just this narrative that people have been carrying on for the past two years I I do hope it comes to an end once this case comes to a close hopefully we are able to get like an actual verdict and it's not like a mistrial or anything like that because who really wants to go through this again like I'm sure Tori doesn't I'm sure none of the witnesses do I'm sure the, the lawyers don't I'm sure the judge doesn't so but like I said I just feel like there's way too much doubt and that's the whole that's you know what the what the defense has to has to do has to show the juries the people in the jury or the jurors that there's way too much reasonable doubt that their client didn't do it and I think they've been doing a great job showing that like I've been on a jury before so like I understand what it's like to have like that doubt or feeling like the lawyers didn't do enough or didn't touch on enough but I feel like they've on both sides they have touched on a lot of different things they have had strong arguments I mean mainly the defense I think the prosecution is like really desperate and they don't have their reliable witnesses like they thought they were going to have and since they don't have that it's just like this y'all don't really they don't really have much they keep trying to do be obviously they've coached their witnesses and told them to only say certain things because it's been a common theme of only certain their witnesses only speaking to the things that would you know be in favor to the prosecution and when it comes to the defense they don't want to remember they don't they want to act slow like they don't understand so it's obvious that these these witnesses have been coached and they are really just trying to send this man to jail like that's they don't care what they got to do what kind of strings they got to pull that's what they are determined to do because (sighs) rock nation you know i don't want to get into all of that but this this situation is just it is ridiculous it is crazy it is came between the black community is like set us back because I feel like people are so divisive about how they feel about what happened who's guilty who's innocent that even after we get a verdict people still gonna feel how they want to feel people still gonna think oh he should have went to jail or oh poor Megan like there if they you someone that's already made up your mind 
you're going to continue to feel how you feel. But I just hope that justice is served and the truth just continues to come out because the truth has been coming out since day one of this trial. And we've been like a lot of things that have already have been speculated have come to be true. A lot of things that Megan said wasn't true have been proven to be true. And I mean, that's just that. Like, there's no being biased about that. Like, the facts are the facts. What was lied about was lied about. And what has came out to prove that that was lied about has come out. We, like, I don't know. And then another thing, people trying to act like Tori is this criminal mastermind and that he's just, like, making all these different things happen behind the scenes, making witnesses not want to show up or making witnesses switch their tunes up in favor for him. Like, he's just doing all this stuff to make this whole trial go in his favor. And it's just like, y'all giving this man way too much credit. You know, one minute he he wasn't shit, he was broke, and then now it's like, oh, he just got all this power play and he's just able to get to all these people and, and manipulate everything. Like, he's just been manipulating the whole case. And that's how they're they're trying to... That's how they, they've been acting. So, they are definite... This prosecution is definitely scrambling. And I'm very interested to see, you know, how everything else plays out. So, yeah. Those are my thoughts on the situation. I just had to say it because... I just can't believe that it's gone this far. Like, with everything that we found out, everything, it's just been a complete mess. And it's like, wow, this is really happening. Like, this is really happening. This is going to go uh, go down in history as some a crazy-ass situation. There's been so many different things that has happened in this world that we hear about and we like, what? Like, wait, what happened? So many different things so for people to act like this situation is like far-fetched it's not compared to all the things that have happened with other celebrities and other people it's not far-fetched at all it's crazy and maybe not something we I mean the whole situation I think surprised everyone like you know these two artists, I honestly do feel like if this situation ever happened, I think Tory Lanez was going to be like huge because he has he has that that star appeal. I think he's very charismatic. Uh, he had quarantine radio popping, and I think that that could have turned into something else. Like that could have developed into something bigger, more exposure to him and his music and he would have you know continued to gain a lot more fans but I feel like with this situation happened and I remember saying it too like what the heck is he thinking like why would he throw his career away like that like I remember that was how I felt when I heard about it like what why what it was just crazy it didn't make any sense it didn't make any sense at all like why someone like Tory Lanez would be so messy like why would you put yourself in a situation where you shooting at girls like huh it just never made sense and but at the same time it's like 
you never know niggas are crazy like you can't really put past put past put anything past anyone so i just was like hmm we're gonna see and man have we seen and heard a lot of things honestly i didn't know what was gonna happen with this case or with this trial but it's been very entertaining very very entertaining so once this thing comes to a close and the final verdict is read i might talk about it um on the podcast i don't know but you know since this is the year in review episode i did want to talk about it the situation just like a follow-up because i talked about it last year and i've been kind of talking about it as the time has gone past and this is where i'm at currently I think Tory Lanez is innocent I don't feel like he did anything to try to harm Megan or try to hurt her and, oh and another thing another thing that was testified to by Kelsey is that after the shots rung out Tori got Meg to get in the car Meg got in the car and she was calm she was cool it's just like how does any of this add up like how does this make sense it's just it doesn't it doesn't and I feel like people got in Megan's ear and told her that she can monopolize off the situation have the Rihanna effect and it just didn't go that way I mean maybe it kind of did a little bit but because of the situation and it didn't really it's coming out to have not really played out the way that she said it's just not going that way for her and it does it's sad that she doesn't have her mom she doesn't have neither one of her parents anybody like genuinely looking out for her like who does she have in her life in her circle right now that's actually looking out for her and not feeding you know telling you know who knows who's like telling her what to do and and handling her because she is you know still young I don't know what is she 26 27 sometimes I'd be forgetting that she ain't that young but she's you know she got a couple years before she turned 30 but even you know in our 20s we we still are very impressionable we and we may have the wrong people in our life the people who aren't really that that don't really have our best interests at heart so it's just like dang who does she have over there that's really looking out for her because I just feel like the way this situation has been handled I just I don't I feel like she has some really greedy money hungry people around her who have concocted this whole situation to try to you know gain money get money off of it and it's like oh you know let's not get into conspiracy theories but it's just like we don't even really have to it don't have to be a theory don't have to be a conspiracy theory like all of the shit that people be doing how evil people are there's like there's nothing under the sun that hasn't already happened like come on so many different things happen like this and we just don't really know about it but we hear things all the time we don't know if it's a rumor but we be hearing stuff 
and I don't think that stuff just be coming out of thin air I think some of there be truth to certain situations so it's I just you know at the end of the day I do hope that she if she doesn't currently I hope that she can get some some good people around her that can help her through this situation because I would hate anything to happen to her like for real for real I would hate for anything to happen to neither either one of them so I just hope that again she has a good surroundings and she's able to do the inner work that she needs to do to see the other side of this and you know if she has been lying she gonna need to deal with that like face that music at some point and you know just hope that she has the strength to to really get through that and face it because this whole situation somebody's been lying and I mean I what what lie has Tori been caught up in you can't say he's been caught up in any lie because first of all he had a, he's had a gag order the only thing that he said he had a, he did go live at one point but he came off like very confused not really understanding why the situation was going on he even said that rock nation told him not to give a statement so he like okay you know like why why would if he was guilty why would he take that so easily like he just like you know i'm doing i'm going with what we supposed to be doing like but how we how are we handling this situation he was willing to cooperate and not make a statement and then two days later megan made a statement saying that somebody shot her to intentionally do harm against her like just the way that that played out is suspicious you know there's a lot of things that is very very suspicious about this case about how this whole thing played out and people don't want to see it people don't want to talk about it people don't want to admit it but it's the truth you know so I do there's going to be a documentary on this one day I'm pretty sure that somebody's probably already working on it I think I, that's what I heard that there was a camera crews or something maybe they they've already been working on some type of special regarding this if so I'm I'm definitely gonna watch it but but yeah I, I do just wish the best for everybody and I know this has been a crazy situation to have to deal with yeah it's really not much else to say but I I just wanted to talk about it because I just feel like people want him to be guilty so bad that they don't want to see any type of negative things that you know affect how they feel about Megan and it's like it's okay you know to want someone to be telling the truth and then find out that they're not it's that's fine like you it is a good question like why would she lie about this like why would she though there are answers to that you just people just don't want to accept those answers so um but i'm willing to to look into those answers and like get to the bottom of it like to really 
make the whole situation make sense because based off of everything she said it don't make sense but then when you look at the facts and think and you know what really went down then it starts making a little bit more sense it's a little bit more logical and no everything doesn't have to make sense a lot of shit happens that don't make sense and you wonder why the fuck did that person do that like you know but even then there's answers sometimes the answer could just be it's a fucked up person crazy lunatic sometimes that's the answer so who's the lunatic in this situation who is the crazy one in this situation people don't like that answer people really hate that answer and I I um yeah it is what it is people So just to, just to do an update, so today the eyewitness, Sean Kelly, he was the one that saw everything go down from his balcony. He saw, and this was already in the transcripts from December, I believe, 2021, but he then is saying the same thing he said then. He saw the two girls get out the car and fight. He saw the muzzle flash go off cl- closer to Kelsey. And then he said after a few shots fired, he saw the shorter dude come out and um, I guess tussle with Kelsey to get the gun and then more shots were fired. So that just definitely does support the fact that Kelsey and Meg definitely got into a fight. Now, one has to ask, why did not Meg admit to that? Why didn't Kelsey admit to that? They both trying to protect themselves. This case is already, it's just done. We already see exactly what happened. And I'm not even going to bother to argue with anybody about it. I feel confidently about how I feel like that the situation happened exactly the way it's been played out in court. They want to try to say that Tori did it and he said dance, bitch. There's nothing that supports that. Nobody heard him say dance, bitch. So... This shit is is pretty wild, but I did want to give that update. And I mean, I hope you guys, if you feel like it, you are in support of Megan, just look at the facts of this case. It's it's okay to actually look at the facts and say, dang, maybe I had this wrong from the from the jump. Maybe I maybe I spoke way too soon to think that he needed to go to jail. Because yes, the fact of the matter is, she did get hurt. But like I said. She didn't have her shoes on. So ain't no telling what happened to her foot after doing all this fighting. And then if if a gun went off and then she got some type of shrapnel in her foot based off of everything that happened. You got to look at all of the facts of the case. And yes, someone did pull out a gun though, but... It wasn't Tori. So the man said specifically, <laughs> y'all have to, like, please listen. He said he saw the girls fighting. He saw one of the girls go back to the car. Then he saw the muzzle flash right closer to that girl. And then he saw Tori come out the car. Like, come on, y'all. 
the whole situation is at this point it's clear as day you just have to want to see it if you don't want to see it you're still going to try to find any way to still pin it on Tori and and he's the one in the wrong here but it just really looks like he was the one that was really trying to protect the black woman how 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 ironic is that how ironic is that you know I'm gonna leave it at that at this point I've talked about it long enough this episode but I just want people to have open uh, open mind and really want to protect men and women black men and women equally Black women are no more important than black men. Black men are no more important than black women. We should be in a place where we can protect our own, period. And this whole situation has played out to be Megan being more important than Tori. Her life being more important than his. When it's his that's been played with this whole time. Yes, she was harmed that night. But we have to really look at the facts to see why that happened and how that happened exactly instead of playing putting the blame on this one person who's not guilty of it and that's just that on that um so i've this is a pretty long episode but i talked about a lot of different things i guess personally from 2022 i do feel like this year went by super fast i kind of feel like it was a blur like i i got my first house I own my first house this year which is an accomplishment I got a really great job um that I'm I've been really happy with as far as like my love life and that goes um it's still I would I used to say that it was non-existent but that's not true it does exist and you know, I just got to be in a place where I'm I'm, I'm completely ready to commit to somebody and, and really put in the effort to build something with somebody. And right now, I don't I don't know if I'm ready for that just yet. I am, of course, still willing to meet people and, you know, see where things goes. But at this point in my life, I'm just really. I just want to continue to just better myself and heal and. That way, when I meet the right person, I'll be ready. Because I, one thing about me is I'm not going to ever pretend like I'm perfect, like I don't have any growing to do. And that's one of my pet peeves about people when they act like they're just great the way that they are. It's just like, no, we all have things that we could be better at. That We have things that we can, a lot of things that can make us, if we like really spoke to certain things and issues that we have or problems and issues that we have within ourselves, then that can make us better every day. Like as long as you are continuing to work on yourself and address the things that you know need to be addressed, then you, you good. And that's how I see how, that's how I see myself. I'm continuously evolving and, and reevaluating, evaluating things about myself and, and, you know, growing and that's what is real what's really important at the end of the day. So I know I'm gonna be good. And that's really it, y'all. 2022 has been real. 2023, we finna continue to grow and elevate. That's that's really all it's about growth and elevation. So until next time, vibe out.